the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. We are now in the season of Lent. It has a long history in the annals of Christian life, in the history of the Christians. The early Christians imitated the preparation of our Lord for his public life, for his passion, for his suffering on the cross, by doing what he did, that is, 40 days of penance. The specific way, well, it might be adapted to the times, but basically it's the same thing. 40 days to renew ourselves to redirect ourselves towards God. Sometimes we go groping around in darkness, not knowing where to focus. Precisely this season of Lent, <clears throat> we have to take advantage to reset ourselves, to reboot <clears throat> ourselves in the best way is by prayer, by good confession to begin with. We can uh, focus also on the Sermon of the Mount where our Lord gave us a programmatic description of the life of a Christian, of his own life. He was not talking something from a book he was talking about what he is, what he's doing, and he's offering it up to us to offer it, to imitate him. In the Sermon of the Mount, the Lord praises those who are pure in spirit, those who are merciful because they forgive the others. You remember. <clears throat> So I insist, he was not talking about something that he learned in a book. He was talking, he was describing himself. We might say the Sermon of the Mount is a sketch picture of Jesus Christ. You do this and you will be more like, you will look like Jesus Christ. So this is the time to look more like Jesus Christ. This time of penance is not just to deny ourselves to be less, actually it's to be more, <laughs> to be more, to be more and closer to Jesus, to be more another Christ, to enrich yourself. Of course, to enrich yourself, you have to get, get rid of excess baggage, good for nothing. Actually, it's not baggage at all. It's just burden, burden. So, and this is sin. We have to redirect our inclination to sin. Therefore, this Lent is a time of penance. But as we have seen, it's not something negative, not to do this, not to do that, but basically is to enrich yourself with the things that really matter to be a person in love, 
Therefore, to begin with, this Lenten season had to be lived with the spirit of filiation to God, thinking, I am a son of God. God is my dad. God is my father, Abba, Father. Because this is the first thing that the Lord has told us that we have to insert in our souls. You remember when the apostles asked him, uh, tell us to pray and, and uh, teach us to pray. He said, when you pray, you have to say, Our Father. Actually, as he always insists, he didn't say that. He said, Aman Amin, Pater Noster. First, Father, then, Namin. But first, Ama has to be the first word we have to utter. Ama, Father, my Father. God is your Father. And He loves you more than all the fathers of this world. And this with this spirit that you have to live this land and prepare yourself for the mysteries we celebrate in Holy Week. And most of all, first of all, mainly for Easter, the resurrection. Because we are not losers. No one of you, no one of us should be a loser. No, we are winners. How come? Yes, sorry, we are winners. We are winners. Definitely, because we are winners in the Lord. So we prepare ourselves for the resurrection. He resurrected. Okay? And all the other heroes of this world, all of them died. Martin Luther and uh, Mr. Manalo and uh, name one of the past. Mohammed, he also died. Sorry. The Lord wants you to get closer to you, to Him, by inserting in your heart a desire to be like Him, to be an icon of Jesus Christ. You know, an icon in the computer reminds you of the main thing and even looks like, in many ways, like the thing you are seeking. Well, this is you. This is who you should be an icon. First, to look like him. And second, because you redirect people to him. You click the icon and then Jesus comes out. Well, the same way. They click on you eh? and, and you should react and, and, and help them to find Jesus by themselves. By themselves, of course. We are imitators of Jesus Christ as most beloved children of God the Father in Jesus Christ. But it's not something purely passive, okay? So this land I had to allow God. Now that's what the Protestants think. I have to allow God to transform you. No, you have to collaborate with all humility with all devotion. Lord, what do you want me to do? Lord, tell me and I will do. Lord, prepare my heart. Lord, I have the resolve to reunite what has been broken between you and me. 
I want to continue talking about us, you and me, and I and you. Even though in the past, perhaps, I have broken that trust. Forgive me. I want to reset myself in this time of Lent. Help me to save what had been lost, to begin again, to put on order in my life what has in disarray, to complete my journey in life, to reach the goal towards which I'm walking and every human being should be walking, to establish that harmony between you and me. In these days of Lent, we are invited, therefore, we are hurried, we are encouraged to look up the Passover of the Resurrection, to sanctify our soul, but also to sanctify our body. And we purify our body with these practices of penance, I'm sure you're doing in this Lent. Uh, as I was reminding you, first of all, going to confession, then continue praying regularly during this period of Lent, being more vigilant, rejecting temptation at once, not dialoguing with the devil, because he's very smart fellow in the bad sense and might deceive you. But also putting special interest in acquiring the virtues, that virtue of charity, of love of God. So you see, Lent is not just denial, but to learn to love more. You have to become a greater lover, a person who wants to love and exercise himself to love, to love the greatest of all loves, the greatest, the purest, the most beautiful, the love that will never betray you, a love that the more you love, the greater you become. So therefore, we need a permanent struggle. Now it's your time to accept invitation of the Lord in this time of Lent, to return to your Father, to your Father, who is infinitely good and full of compassion. He's there seeking you, like the father of the prodigal son. In this time of Lent, he's gone out of the way He's going to the, to the piggery where his son was unfortunately bound there. But one day, you remember, the son said, I will get up, I will go to the house of my father. And as soon as he left the piggery, the babuyan, his father saw him first. The gospel says, was not the son? who discovered the father, was the father who discovered the son. But right now, your dad, father, your father God, is seeking 
And you know what God is thinking now? Well, when my son, my daughter, decide to come back to me, I will send him all the graces. I'm not joking. That's what he is doing now through the Holy Spirit, giving you the strength, the graces to listen to this, to say yes to God no matter what, to put aside all the prejudices. But what if all the mistrust? Because God is the only person you should trust absolutely and without reservations. This is the invitation that is waiting for you to respond to your Father, to return to Him. And this return is an act of love. It would be more sincere, it would be more uh, pleasing to God the more you accompany your determination with some sacrifice. Perhaps getting rid of something that is superfluous, perhaps going out of yourself to help that person in need without expecting anything in return, perhaps to take seriously your formation. But first of all, of course, I insist, doing a sincere, contrite confession. You can have a great gamut of little actions that will help you to live Lent. I won't insist on it. Ask your spiritual director or bring it to your prayer. Think of accepting with humility, with joy, the little contradiction, the little difficulties that bother you throughout the day. Many will come if you are attentive. This person that is really bothering you, this traffic that is delaying you, that noise that impedes you from sleeping perhaps, that food, that drink that you would like to take but you put aside, that help, very important, that help that you can supply to a person in need. That good example, so pleasing to God, that you are giving to the others. Good example. That's a good mortification for this Lent. That smile in your face. The people around you need you because we all belong to the same family, to God's family. And we are interdependent one from the others. We, we are all intertwined. And each one needs the help of the others. And the others need your help, your support. Well, this is something very pleasing to God, very good exercise for this Lent. Therefore, penance. Mostly individual, yourself. But also external, social, okay? So even to foster it in society, to reflect, reflect the meaning of the adversity 
I will not go into detail. What is God telling us? What is God's message? Perhaps the Lord wants us to appreciate the value of things, the value of life, the value of this time we have been given to begin again, so that we prepare ourselves for the big, the big celebration of Easter, the resurrection. You have to resurrect with Christ. You have to die with Christ in the little things of each day, yes, if you want to resurrect with Him to eternal happiness. You want to be happy? What a question. Of course you do. Well, if you want to be happy, be happy. Resurrect with Jesus Christ. Be one with Him. They, when they see you, through you, they may see Jesus Christ. They might find Jesus Christ. Because if they don't find Him in you, they will not be able to find Him anywhere. The Lord is not going to appear, you know, apparitions. We Filipinos love apparitions. The Lord has to appear, yes, but through you and through me, through all of us. So let's go deep in our prayer in this Lenten season, listening to the voice of God in silence, in your prayer, in the depth of your soul. Lord, my Father, my love, I'm here. Talk to me. I'm listening. I'm listening. I want to hear your voice. I want to be attentive to you. I want to be attentive to the suggestion that you give him. Talk to me. I'm listening. But to listen, you have to switch the music off. You have to eliminate the noise, the external noise. If the music is too strong, if the noise is deafening, you cannot hear the voice of God because He speaks with a soft voice, a loving, pleasing, soft voice. So how can I put silence? Well, these are the passions, my friend, the concupiscence, the inclination to sin, the gluttony to eat, sobriety and drinking, and devoting a few minutes to contemplation, to prayer. This way you listen to Him. You don't have to, to go to the church if they don't allow you to enter or this or that. You can do it in the silence of your room, in the silence of your confinement. Take the gospel, learn to savor the words of the Lord, what he did. See through these words his infinite love, how he cures a person who is a leper, how he touches him, how he put his finger on, his, on the leper's body, tell him, 
touch me, Lord, touch me, even though I'm sort of leper. <laughs> you are my good friend. You are my kuya. <clears throat> so, you remember <clears throat> that the Lord recommends us <clears throat> in the Sermon of the Mount, <clears throat> the practice of fasting, mortification, penance, and the Lord did it with generosity, not just one or two days, but 40 days in the desert. How's my life? Examine yourself. Do you understand the value of small sacrifices when you make them out of love? <clears throat> it's not so much where it's a big, big action, very heroic action, no. Heroism is in the small things, in that delicate thing that you can do for him, for the others. With active mortification, that is, seeking the Lord, offering this and that, not drinking this glass of uh, uh, liquid or whatever, delaying it. And passive mortification. Passive mortification means accepting the little pinpricks, the little adversities of the day, difficulties for the Lord. Anyhow, you had to go through them. You might as well say, well, say, oh, for you, my Lord. God looks at your heart more than just at what you do. What is your heart? What is there in your heart? <clears throat> Think of St. Joseph, this year of St. Joseph. How, uh, well, to put it this way, he, he, was, he did not organize anything, you know, amazing. Or, mm, he did not put people together to oppose Herod, sort of party, you know, so... Laban party, Laban Samoa, Huchu, Laban Samoa, Sahari, no, Harin Herod, no, he was just a worker there, but he did more than all the others. What a beautiful figure for you and I to imitate as we follow Jesus. How he guarded Jesus and Mary. Are you guarding Jesus and Mary? Do you keep Jesus and Mary in your heart? What is there in your heart? And second, he kept himself for Jesus and Mary. He did not seek his own, you know, personal gratification. His life was to live for Jesus and Mary. We may say that the life of Joseph was a perpetual season of Lent. It was all his life focus, every day more and more. His love for Jesus and Mary grew as he, as he matured in his life. Think of the vocational sense of St. Joseph's life. His life has a meaning, had the meaning, that is, to serve God. To, to protect Jesus, to accompany Mary, to protect Mary, to guard her from, you know, people making allegations or 
attacking verbally her or that was his vocation. That should be your vocation. What is the meaning of your life? What do you live for? What is the focus of your life? You see, this Lenten season is to, to see yourself following the example of St. Joseph, that is, to live for Jesus, to live for Mary. Was St. Joseph a monk in the desert? No, sir. He was a carpintero. He was a professional, like you. He was a person who had to make a living working and had to sustain the family like any one of us. That's why I say imitate him. And yet, St. Joseph, and still, and in addition to that, and on top of everything, he had a profound vocational sense of his life. He knew for what he was living. Do you know? Do you convince yourself for what you are living? Some people just live without reflecting why and where to for and, and so in this Lenten season when Jesus comes out to meet you when Jesus calls you by your name by your name and tells you you are mine I'm looking for you do not harden your heart open it up to Jesus tell him Lord I'm ready I'm ready. My heart is ready. Talk to me. I want to contemplate the vocational sense of my life. That is, what do I live for? What, for what did you bring me to this world? Which direction I should go? Perhaps to form a nice family. Perhaps to do this, to do that. <clears throat> but in whatever situation... To live fully. What I insist, whatever situation God wants you to live, it should be a hundred percent focused on Jesus by doing whatever you have to do in your professional involvement. And what will bring together all these points in your professional life is prayer, contemplation. St. Joseph worked in the carpentry shop Saint Joseph had to travel to one place to another. Saint Joseph had to hide in Nazareth. But all of it, all of it, he was able to do it because he prayed. Remember, oh, oh, he prayed. He didn't have to go to the chapel of the Blessed Sacrament because he had this Blessed Sacrament in front of him. He had Jesus with him. Not just inside the tabernacle without being able to see him as he is, but he had God in front of him, Jesus Christ. And he could take him by the, by the hand, take Jesus by the hand. Of course, you cannot do it like St. Joseph, but spiritually speaking, I mean, take him. He lived beside Mary. He respected Mary. He defended Mary. He lived a life of purity because he did not live for himself. He lived for Jesus, for Mary, for the others. What a beautiful example. 
that of St. Joseph to imitate, especially in this season of Lent. Well, summing up, let's continue living this season of Lent, now intensify as we approach Holy Week. Focusing, the most important thing, focusing on the sense of your life, your vocational life, the sense of your life, offering yourself to God. After all, this is what Jesus does. You see, every time we go to Mass before the Eucharistic prayer, rather the Eucharistic prayer, begins with what we call the preface. That is a dialogue. The Lord be with you and with your spirit. Lift up your hearts to lift them up to the Lord. Everything thanks. It's a dialogue. It's like the priest trying to involve all the faithful into something. What is it? Well, you see, the preface means putting forward, offering, summarizing the offering. In the offertory, we offer bread and wine, material things. Now, the big story. But in the preface, we offer the sacrifice of Jesus Christ on the cross to God the Eternal Father. So it's addressed to God the Father, the preface, and the rest of the Eucharistic prayer. So make your entire life a preface. Lord, I have nothing to offer you. I'm so little. But I offer you something you will never deny from me. That is the sacrifice of Jesus. I unite myself to the sacrifice of Jesus on the cross, which is made present in this Mass I'm now offering to you. Be a part of the Mass. Participate. So, how can I live the Lenten season? Well, uh, sorry to tell you the truth, but first of all, and above everything, in the Eucharist. Offering yourself with Jesus. Not only in his fasting, but in his joy of the resurrection. Our Mother will help you to do so. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.